All right, so how about that NASCAR race this weekend? <laughs> yeah, anyways. Lap, what are we, nine? Lap nine, dude. Lap nine. Lap nine. Cheers to you guys. Lap nine. Lap nine? Yeah, that's a big deal. I don't know who would stop us. I don't know why we would be nine, but it just feels like a big deal. Cheers. Cheers to that. Wouldn't like 10 be a big deal? Shut up. Knock on wood, man. Dude, you don't want to curse it. Dude, come on. A big deal. We need to be unique, bro. Multiples of nine, okay? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next celebration, lap 18. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but he made the first stage at, uh, at Coda, to be fair. Wasn't it like 14? Or was that the New York 15. Oh, yeah! Stage one winner. Anyways. Sheesh, man. Oh, wait, we're on nine. Never mind, I forgot. Yeah, I thought we're on we were 18. <laughs> okay, anyways. Circuit of the Americas. That was a spicy race, hey? Yeah. Maybe. Did we all watch it, or are we just... We oh, just I watched off? it. Oh, no. I watched, I, told, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, about halfway through, I said, I'm not finishing this. This is crap. And then I kept watching. Nice. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it up till the end. It was okay. Uh, it, it wasn't what... Okay, it, it was actually some decent racing there. If you're a race fan, I mean, it's not one of those that you want to tune in if you're not a race fan. But there were some good things that happened throughout the race. I didn't like the long cautions at the first, um, but like we said, I know we're going to go into this again. But um, don't put that green bar up there above the placings yeah. on how much is left of the race, like a loading screen. You know, I mean, I guess it actually is like a loading bar because ninety nine percent took three hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, but did, it was just funny. I was watching it, you know, because I just kind of looked up and I'm like, oh, I never noticed that, I guess. And then I was like, oh, wait, why are the yellow bars at the first so big? And I was like, ah, we've talked about this front loading the commercials. So there shouldn't mm -hmm. be as many later. Yeah. I don't think that's supposed to be for commercials. Though. That's just for cautions. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a little discouraging, though. Sometimes you look at that bar and it's like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like a swift kick of the old ball. So that's how I felt about Coda, but I like it was a good race. I mean, gosh, those helicopter shots over turn one were that was some good TV right there. I I thought it was great. I liked I liked the entire race except for until we got to overtime. And there's like a few things I'd like to talk about here. One, we need to talk about overtime because it's terrible. Two, we need to talk about how there was no stage breaks, and I thought that was great. And three, I think we should talk about road course racing, the like the meta around it now. It's very different. And can we talk about the choose cone at road courses? Because I want to know what everyone yeah. feels about that. I'm with that. I'm with that. Okay. Yeah, my little spiel that I'm going to toss out there is just the first caution, of course. It was Bubba Wallace, right? And it's really nothing to do with his racing style or anything he did on the track this time because I guess what I've looked it up and everything. So he had, a, he had an oil line bust, which then got underneath his back tires. And you don't have to be a racing genius to know that's not a good idea when you're going from like, what was it, 170 <laughs> to like 40 or 20 or something that's not good. at the back stretch. And I'm, I've been to that track. That back stretch is super long. Like you're getting it and you have to have your braking zones. Anyways, long story short, cut across. He tried to shoot the gap. He did the best he could. Tagged Jimmy Johnson, took somebody else out. It is what it is. It was his interview afterwards. Okay, I did I not see if, that. Okay, well... Because you guys know I love Bubba Wallace, so like I'm always watching Well, and that's stuff. the deal. I'm not trashing on... Usually I'm trashing on his racing and whatnot. Um, just because I'm, I'm not... I'm, I don't know. He's really, really... 
I don't know what the word is for it that he's I want to use. No, he's he, arrogant. It is. That, it is a good I was, one, yeah. I was joking. I don't like Bubba Wallace. I think he's an arrogant kind of jerk. He, he, arrogant, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, what did he say? I need to watch it. Myself. So, he, he ends the day there, and uh, he says that he's... They come to him at the NFL Care Center. Um, I don't have the exact quote, but he said that he's had a bad day, whatever. He had oil under it. He said, I had oil under my tires or whatever. He said, I've been doing this uh, for six years. Something about he should have been better and he need, and I need to be, looks like I need to be replaced or something like that. And he walks away. Uh, okay, you, I'm going to watch just, it. Go yeah, ahead. you just can't say that at this level. I was just trying to think of other sports because I always put it up against other sports, but let's just keep it um, just with racing in F1, if one of the drivers after a race was to say something along the lines of, I need to be replaced because of the way I drive. Whoa. It, what would happen to that driver in F1? Yeah, he'd be gone. Right. I mean, they've got a third driver. These guys have backups in the Xfinity race, you know, that races for the same teams and stuff. You need a very, why would he say that? My deal is it, I'm going to go to another uh, kind of podcast or YouTube, uh, Herminator, oh, Kenny Wallace. I watch him on YouTube. He does little shorts. He did a whole spiel about this for about 10, 15 minutes. But he said you got to be really strong mentally, and, and especially in his team and his owners. I mean, we're talking about Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan own this team, right? Yeah. Denny Hamlin would never get caught saying that. No. He's admitted to some stuff, and he's not admitted to some stuff. But you know who he is, and he's very mentally strong. He's not going to do that. Now, Bubba Wallace does play with depression you know what i'm saying he, he he has that you know issue um and so what kitty wallace said and i agree he he needs uh someone there you know uh a trainer a sports therapist or something um because i think it's it's going the wrong direction for him i know we kind of trash on him a little bit about being arrogant and this and that but I'm seeing it go the other direction now real real bad and i don't like seeing it <laughs> when he said that i was almost like po'd at him and then the more I think about it, it's like almost to the point of I've got to worry about the guy, you know, like, um, yeah, when you're at that level, if a quarterback was to say that or something in an NFL team, you would be worried for our listeners. Do you want to listen to this interview? Cause I think it's relevant. Um, I think so. Yeah. Can we clip stuff without it being a problem? Yeah. Let's not worry about it. We don't want to play it. You had with the 11 and the five there, Bubba, but what happened to the car that puts you out of the race? Um, broke toe link in the rear and then oil on. Just uh, trying my hardest not to go down that slippery slope of self-doubt right here. Two weeks in a row making rookie mistakes. Six years in a cup. Need to be replaced. Thanks, Bubba. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's been under fire. Like, he's been he's been down in the dumps for... I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the... Um, Netflix Bubba the thing. I don't remember what the hell they called it now. I must. I thought it was like something like Bubba, but maybe it wasn't. I think it um, is actually called Bubba. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he yeah he wasn't doing great mentally for the longest time. So I mean that's why I've tried to be less hard on him. Like especially watching that stuff. I mean I'm sure he goes through all the struggles and everything. Um, you know that's a good yeah, point, Antonio. That kind of arrogance, but defensive arrogance, where like everyone's mad at you all the time, is kind of one of the first signs of anxiety and depression. You're very right. I've never thought of it that way. I feel bad now, but um, yeah, poor guy's not doing good. 
I mean, he said it like two rookie, like two rookie mistakes, two weeks in a row. Like been in here six years. Yeah. Like he's, he's really leaning on himself. And like I said, it's not that I still think that you, he needs to find some way to level out, I guess. Right. So me and y'all, you know, everybody kind of agreed or whatever. Me and Dave sure thought he was kind of arrogant. And then now he's down in the dumps. He needs to figure out a way to level out. And I mean, Lewis Hamilton had, I forgot her name. I don't know her name, but the blog Angela. was with him. Yeah, Angela Cullen. Is that correct? Angela Cullen. Yeah, was with him for years. Now now not. Um, you know, they just uh, split and she's going to do her own thing. But maybe he needs something like that. And, you know, and that's and I'm, I'm just pinging off of Kenny Wallace because he did make a good point. I was thinking it, but I didn't go this dip, in depth in it. He's like, he needs somebody there when he gets out of that car and goes to the NFL Care Center to be telling him, look, man, these things are going to happen. You know, it's how you get out in front of everybody and how you, you get behind yourself again, you know, to rebound. Because um, this one's the, not even his fault, you and know? He, I mean, it's, it's, he's with a great, well, they're an up-and-coming team, and they show, they're showing signs of greatness, but one of his team owners is Michael Jordan. Like, Yeah, talk know. about mental toughness and not, I don't know how he's going to feel right. about that. Yeah. But Bubba Wallace is Bubba Wallace's own enemy sometimes um i heard and i think i've told you all this before michael jordan says when you meet me if you're on my team if i'm sponsoring you or whatever the case may be i'd like you to have jordans on when we meet when we're seen in public that's just brand recognition that's all he's trying to do it's yeah. not arrogance and i guess bubba wallace refuses to do that well okay yeah i don't know that could be that could be a little bit more understandable though i mean you really should be doing what your sponsor wants you to do. Now, I'm not saying be a puppet entirely. I just mean like, you know, if that's what he wants and he's a major sponsor in your team, I mean, you he's should probably be doing it. Like, he's yeah, yeah, owner, I should say. He's an owner of your team. I feel like that's a bit different. Like, if Rick Hendrick came up to you and told you, yo, man, you got to wear some, uh, gotta some wear Hendrix. Hat. You got to wear some Jimi Hendrix, like, apparel, bro, when we're hanging out. Like, you know what I mean? You got to, like, you should probably listen to him. But I don't, I, I, I'm not sponsored by Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan says we're meeting next week. I would be ecstatic. I mean, just out of my mind. And if he said you got to have a pair of Jordans on, I would have them on yeah. until I see him. I'd sleep in them. Yeah. I would wear them everywhere. Whatever it Damn takes, right. I don't know. And, I mean, where else is Bubba going to go? Yeah, I know. It's not like he has this illustrious history of, you know, being a, a dominant road racer or like, is he going to go to dirt late models and like start racing small tracks or like, what's, what's the play? You know, it's, well, he's not an Alexander Rossi. He's not a, you know what I mean? He, he can't just like go do IndyCar. Maybe he can. What, I don't know. Yeah. What's your take on it, Norman? I kind of still felt that he was arrogant like that's not a rookie mistake i almost feel like he was trying to draw attention to himself i didn't like it like, like do you think he's being sarcastic like maybe one of his like someone said something to him and he was just repeating it because he's mad because that's a i just that's something he would do i think he's being serious and i think there is i, I do see y'all saying about like down in the dumps but i think it's uh i can't stand poor pitiful me I hear that. And that's that's what I got out of it is, oh, you know, another rookie mistake, you know, I'm out of the race, you know, I shouldn't be driving this car because I'm out two weeks in a row. And I'm like, dude, grow up. 
Yeah, I can see it that way. Like, uh, I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta have the fight, you know? You gotta have the fight inside of you. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, Bubba's kind of lacked that for me over the last season or two. And the whole, it, and, I, and that includes the, the Kyle Larson incident because that wasn't, a, that wasn't fight. That was attention. He just wanted attention. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I feel that he's he's racing and I think he thinks he's better than he is and he can't accept that he's a mid-pack car right now and he's a mid-pack driver and if you want to get better, stop making people feel bad for you. Go out there and get better. Yeah. Be Michael Jordan. Right. You know. Dunk on him. Michael Michael Jordan didn't get to be the greatest player in basketball. Of all time, and we're not getting into that debate, um, <laughs> by not practicing. Michael Jordan put in tons of practice a day to get there, you know? And I think that's what he's got to realize is if you want to be the best, you got to work for it. And I wouldn't say Bubba's bad. Bubba's had some great showings no. in the last and couple he's, of... He's, he's, won I, in, he's won in other cars, you know? I mean, he's, he's yeah. won, you know, uh, what, late models... You know, uh, trucks. He he can win. He can drive. He, I think he deserves to be a NASCAR uh, Cup Series. I think I think he's a top half of the field driver. Yeah, in uh, in NASCAR. So he does he he deserves a seat in NASCAR. There's a lot of other drivers I don't think deserve a seat over him. But I think he's got to realize that he's not he's not a Kyle Larson or a William Byron. No, he. You're not there, and if you want to be with them and you want to be at their level, you've got to put in the time and the practice. And he could be, and it just might be that he's he's hit his um, ceiling, and he's not happy with that ceiling. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's he's got a uh, right now. He's got to know, like y'all said, he's on he's an up and coming. Um, you know, team. They're not one of the top teams right now. Not saying they won't be. They're just not there yet, and I think he's got to say, I'm only going to be able to do what I can do right now, so let's just do the best I can and build. I don't know if he knows how to build on a team. Uh, you know, I don't know his past history well enough and know if he got put with really good teams coming up through the ranks. But uh, anyways, I don't want to spend yeah. the whole podcast on it. A lot it. of Bubba. I, yeah. it, it was worth a touching on just so that we can kind of keep an eye, right? See how he comes out of this. But, yeah. Uh, you know what? If he's having story. depression issues, good luck to the dude, man. Talk to someone. Yeah, talk to someone. Seriously. Um, but anyways, yeah, that was the first caution of the old race, though, so I figured I'd toss that one in there. But uh, Yeah, what else did we want to go over? There was, uh, I know th this was the first trial run um, for all three series. There was no stage breaks. Uh, well, there was, like, there's, there were still stages, obviously. Points were still awarded on the lap, but there was no caution thrown unless you watch the truck race because they're always a garbage crapshoot, and there's always <laughs> caught. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> force a habit. But no, um, I thought it was a lot better. There was more strategy options. Like, I, I really feel like we would benefit from not, like, from seeing stages just be gone entirely. Like, I know they're a thing. It's probably a huge debate because I know TV likes it. Um, I, I know that's why they came in to begin with, which is the same reason why the chase and then the playoffs came in. It's just... One, more time to run commercials. Two, more cautions. Can We know cautions breed cautions and action. 
Um, do I think places like super speedways would benefit from keeping them and maybe mile and a half? Yeah. Would I'd like to see them gone at short tracks and road courses? Absolutely. Um, but I really, without going too into the car, I think the car is the big problem right now. If we fix the car and the racing, you could probably say you could do away with stages entirely, but in the current time we have right now with stages, I'd say I'd like to see them gone on road courses and short tracks and I'd be happy. I'd be content. So back to the car, what do you what do you think can be improved about the car exactly? And I don't have the solutions. I'm not exactly an engineer, but I would say there's definitely something wrong with it when the two main things to do with NASCAR that like we were born and bred on and which is plate tracks, super speedways, whatever you want to call them, and short tracks. They both suck. They both the product on both of them is terrible. Yeah. And I think we all see that. So until they fix that, they won't be able to fix anything. I'd like to ask on that same note, Antonio, uh, did you like the tandem racing that used to be produced from the older cars? So there's going to be a big uh, difference in opinions here, I think, between us, because I thought it was cool. Now, do I like because, of course, I, that's what I grew up watching. I obviously very different age gap between me and you guys. Um, I grew up, Tandem was huge. Like, I grew up watching the end of the Gen 4 into the Car of Tomorrow and whatever else. Well, I don't know if they call it Gen 5 and 6. That was mainly what I grew up watching. So, me personally, I thought Tandem was better than what we got now. But at the same time, it's hard to say. Like, it still wasn't great. I mean, do I want to see two car teams pushing each other? I mean, it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. But would I want that to stick around for a long time? Probably not. Yeah, for me, it was super gimmicky. It was, like, really cool, flash in the pan when it first started happening. It's like, oh, wow, because, you know, you got usually four car teams, two of them split up together, you know? Um, it was it was kind of neat in that aspect of it. But after a while, it just, I got burnt out on it um, because I actually got to see some of the good racing prior to that, you know, uh, at, at Super Speedways. But I was just kind of curious because I didn't know how far you wanted to go back or where you were wanting them to aim for if they were to fix the car, you know? Well, I mean, like, even just back to, like, so there was a time just after the car of tomorrow where I thought the racing was overall pretty good from what I can remember. I, I thought there was, like, like they had all the stages. They still had the playoffs, I think, because the playoffs came in, what, in, like, 2017 or something. Didn't they come with stages? I, I can't remember. But anyways... Long story short, I thought they had it decent. Even, like, the Gen 6, like, as much as everybody loved to kill that car, like, we did kind of take a step back in some in some cases with this new car. Like, I really thought the Gen 6 wasn't that bad. Um, now, I mean, drivers may beg to differ. Whoever else may beg to differ. But I, I just would like to see the cars with less downforce. I just genuinely believe that, like, that ground effects was not the right call. Um now, is it okay? Is it, it's nice because it doesn't ruin your race if you, you know, screw up a, a splitter or you cave your rear end in a bit. Your race isn't entirely over because, um, you know, most of the downforce is from the ground. But at the same time, like, I can't remember who was saying it. I think it was actually, I think, in reference to Atlanta and like Auto Club and stuff. And if you watched the, the, the cup car drivers run, they're all super smooth running around those tracks because the car's just like glued to the track. Whereas you go take the Xfinity in the truck and they are wheeling it around the thing, like correcting, like turning right sometimes out of the corner and stuff, sliding the thing around. Like it just looks like more fun. 
and more skill. And even like on Coda, I was listening to DBC earlier and they're talking about, um, now this isn't something I care about being changed, but they were talking about the sequential shifter and how, how much easier it is to drive Coda with it, which is good. Cause I mean like H pattern around there would be really hard. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Totally. Like he, but he was saying like, if you were to take any of those cup guys who haven't been doing the like trucks for Xfinity in a while and you go stick them in one, like they would have a hard time competing with the guys that run it all the time at Coda or something like that. So there's just stuff like that, that, you know what I mean? It's, it's a big, I guess, issue. Like to say the least, like why is the cup car arguably easier to drive than the Xfinity car? Yeah. And you saw that at Atlanta too, right? Kind of same thing. Well, yeah, like, that's why Xfinity and trucks were more of a caution fest. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's inexperience. You always have to factor that in. There's always going to be, like, I can't lie. The trucks, man, those guys race like boneheads. It's really bad. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Yeah. But that's a topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but honestly, like, even if you put the cup guys in there, like, it looks like it takes more skill to drive those things. Um, now, at Atlanta... I genuinely think a lot of it happened because, like, the arrow moving the cars around with the Xfinity and the truck, whereas Cup, yes, they're sensitive, but they have that ground effect sticking them down. Yeah. Like, even go try it in iRacing. It's such a big difference. It's huge. Yeah, I'm not a good enough uh, oval rating to try the official for the Cup car. I'm B-class, but the Xfinity car is hard to drive sometimes. Yeah, I tried out that Gen 4, too. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I, yeah. Man, being doing H pattern around Coda, I mean, all things considered, the Xfinity must have been a huge challenge. A huge challenge. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm sure those trucks are probably got to be heavier than the Xfinity oh, cars and I'll weirder. That light rear end must just be brutal. Yeah, especially like into the stadium section where you're really whipping it back and forth. And yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. so. I just thought that's a big issue. I mean, I'm sure Norman probably has some stuff to say about it too, because you you got to experience more. I I don't know who's is, is Levi older than you, Norman. I can't remember. I think he is, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, you two probably have a better like better insight on when the racing was really good, because I think there was a time period where I I would say the late '90s and early 2000s. You might beg to differ, but I I thought that was likely better than. You know, you go back to the 80s and 70s and when they're running, like, you know, one guy drives away, like Petty's just driving away from the field, putting people laps down or Dale's doing that. You know what I mean? I'm sure you can speak to that, the better times more. So you still had the restrictor plate that slowed the cars down. So they still had to use the draft in the late 90s, even in the early 90s, but more towards the late 90s. They had to use each other to, to drive away from the field. But you still had to drive the car. Um, so that's what I, I really enjoy in the restrictor plate tracks is lower the downforce on the car, make it a driver's car, slow them down to 180. No, we don't need to be running 200 if it's dangerous because the car is going to flip over. But I think you would get more entertaining racing where, yeah, you have to, you, you can't just drive away from everyone. But if a good group of fast cars get together, they can go race each other. You know, it comes to driver skill, not car. And I think that would help. I think if you lower downforce at all the tracks, you would, I think you see a lot of improvement in racing. Yeah, because I even remember back in the day, um, 
pre COT and stuff, Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush dominated that the car for a while. He would take off and run and leave. Yeah. And then you look at like there, uh, when Jr. got big, he dominated the restrictor plate tracks, but he was only decent at the mile and halves. It wasn't yeah. like he dom like he had he had to be on a restrictor plate track to dominate. Yeah, all the rest of it was possibly a you know a uh, fuel fuel mileage or something. And sometimes he'd have yeah. some good top five finishes, but he wasn't like a guy to win at the mile and a half. But yeah, when yeah. he was restrictor plate racing, you knew. And the crazy thing was, I used to, I used to watch him, and I told y'all before the Direct TV channel that was just his channel, but. Even in practice and stuff, he we I'd get his radio, and even at restricted plates, he was so dominant and knew the car so well before all the you know they start changing COTs and stuff. He would actually go to the back of the pack, and then he'd tell his spotter that we're going to try to move up. He'd go all the way to the front of the pack during practice, and go all the way back like two or three times. I mean, he was just really good at those, and he and he could he could tell that car. I don't think the cars are built where you can. I don't know if anybody's that good anymore, man. I guess we could say William Byron might be figuring it out, but um, I just don't know. It's it's not the same car. I don't think that you can have that feel. And I think it started right there before the car of tomorrow too. Is they were starting to form the freight train right there before the car of tomorrow, if I remember correctly. And ever since then, restricting plate racing has gone spiraling out of control and downhill. And I think the only way that we can fix it is to make them, make them have to drive the car at those tracks. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I don't know how to fix... Um, I don't know how to fix plate tracks. I don't know enough about like the arrow and what does what. But I know before you used to be able to jump out of line and have two lines. Now, like yeah. unless you have everyone go with you, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like well, 5th to 19th. Well, the problem with that is because no one else is going to go. Yeah, but it's Be almost because they've created that meta now because the car is so yeah. bad that no one's going to go with you. Well, I think the it's just the if you go and you start racing and you I think they're scared of the wreck. I don't think it's they don't want to go. It's no one wants to get out there, start racing and wreck with 180 laps to go. Everyone wants just to sit around and ride, and then we'll go at the very end. I mean, heck, we play iRacing. It's a simulator. It's a, it's, I mean, essentially it's a video game, and we do the same thing. I mean, yeah. I've been in leagues, and we've talked about it as a team. I've been on a team with Antonio. I've been on a team with Norman, and we've talked about it. Look, we're just going to hang out in the back, try to keep up with the main pack, but stay to the back by a second or so, and then try to go through the couple of pit stops we got to make, and in the last 20, we're going to make our move. I, maybe they're doing the same thing. And that's what they used to do. I know the Del Jarrett's of racing would do that. They hang it. They would drop to the back of the pack. They would let everyone get all their things done. And then you would go. You norm. They didn't have to worry about the freaking big wreck with five to go, though. Yeah, but see, that's what I was going to bring up is that th what this is bred is this what we saw at Coda. Is this like, well, it's not the same thing, but it's the we saw it at Atlanta. We're going to see it almost everywhere this season. NASCAR overtime just over and over and over and over again because everyone waits to the last 20 laps. I know that's traditionally how it's been, but and 
to build on Antonio's point, like the car's not that great. And so you have to make really aggressive kind of crazy moves. I mean, um, Jordan Taylor, Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button, all in their interview was like, yeah, that was the most contact I've ever had ever. Like Jordan Taylor said that he had more car contact in that race than his entire career combined. So you have to push people out of the way. And I know that's stock car racing, but is it going to breed this like NASCAR overtime hellscape? Whereas a viewer, we just have to watch these guys uh, run caution green, white checker over and over again, every race. And is it good TV? Am I just the outlier? Cause I don't like it. I think it's trash, honestly. Well, yeah, this one was, this one was a stretch, man. Um, yeah. The they first, called the caution the at first, like turn 18 on him. Like, yeah. I think the first on. caution that was actually called and, and it was just because Ross Chastain could get the car refired, which I guess there's a little bit of controversy on that, whether he did that on purpose or not. I but, think it was on purpose. Uh, why there not? There you go. Definitely with the green flag just dropping and that tire, tire carcass comes off. Well, it's in the middle of the back stretch, right? Once all the cars get out of the way and down the back stretch, you have what? A minute before the leader gets there? Yeah. Man, probably two. Yeah. Let's get a guy out there, grab that tire carcass, throw it in the back of the truck and get the truck off the track. Let's yeah. go. Formula One does like a 130 something at Coda, right? Like, dude. Yeah, we're doing like 220s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you have a long way. You, you just like, go get it. It's bad. Yeah, you can sweep up and sh you're done. <laughs> dude, hey, you could even is... bring the jet dryer out. Like, <laughs> okay. what's his nuts? ain't going to hit the thing. He's not racing. Juan Pablo? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Pablo. <laughs> so, I, I, that all works until trackside Tommy sprains an ankle, right? <laughs> Flops his cheese in the middle of the track trying to pick up a tire. <laughs> and then just gets roasted like that cat. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. pulls a hammy, dragging the leg across. Oh, man. 212 is what here they come, were turning. Here comes oh, Tyler Reddick. A 212-706 was their fastest lap at Coda. Yeah, so last guy goes by, you got like a minute 45. Yeah, but they don't even do that in F1 anymore. I mean, to be honest, they'll, they'll stop that thing. They'll, you know, they the virtual safety car, which I don't... NASCAR doesn't need a virtual safety car. Good gosh. Yeah, they no. They don't need another... No. 100% we don't um, need that. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know this, I was going to leave it till the end, but do we even need to be going to Coda in stock cars right now? No. No. We really don't. No, we don't. There's I, enough other tracks out there, right? I will tell you this. The battle between Reddick and Byron, I thought was incredible. That was some of the best racing I've seen all season. It was good clean racing too. I'll give them that. Yes. And that's what I enjoyed about it was it was clean. This whole like meta that y'all were talking about with the wrecks and like, you got to just bump them out of the way. You got to push them. I was like, dude, if you can't pass the guy cleanly, then sorry. Well, we saw the same thing at like Indy last year a lot. Like literally as soon as you get, and this is the problem with unlimited green, white checkers. Like it used to be three. I, when did they make it unlimited? I only figured that out at Daytona, but Anyways, besides the point, like guys are just sending it up the inside, like literally like, oh, you're you're like 30th and have nothing to lose. Like worst case scenario, you take a guy off, piss him off or sorry, take a guy out, piss him off and then come back next or and then now you're like, you know, 15th and you do that a couple more times every freaking green white checkered. Look at Chastain. He got turned and he ended up like fourth. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. That one's that was rough. to. You can't explain that one, right? 
Yeah, like how is that happening? Like I, I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm gonna complain about it all the time because I really think it's the stupidest thing ever. Green white checkers are terrible. If you really want to attempt to try and end the race under green, because I know sometimes we get that yellow with like five to go and it ruins the race a little bit. So you know what? Give them one try. You get one attempt to finish this right. And I promise you, you will fix that because nobody's going to send it up the middle and end the race anymore because now you've ruined your race. It's over. Like, I don't know. I just think it's terrible. I, I think they're terrible. I think they ruined the racing. It literally took what was going to be the best race of the season and made it an hour longer. Probably, I don't know. There's a fact out there somewhere. It was probably like 35 minutes or 40 minutes or something. But like they're doing what? Probably four minute pace laps or something yeah. dumb. Like it was brutal, man. You come, I was, I watched it PVR. Thank God. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I've gone through an hour almost of recording time to get through four restarts. Those cautions. And literally nothing changed. Look who still won. Yeah. Those <laughs> cautions were so long. Even in the beginning, the pace laps were so long that it was like lap. I don't know with the second or third what was it lap 15 when that caution came out i don't remember 14 so i don't remember uh i had to go run an errand it took me 30 minutes and i came back and it was like lap 20 like it was slow yeah. like i was expecting the race to be almost over and i came back and it was like only like seven or eight laps had gone by it's like ooh. <laughs> well and you guys know me i'm an advocate for shorter races too and like I just I, I don't understand like why why we need, why do we need to sit here for three and a half hours, like who wants to do that right nobody. Anyway, and, and an hour of it is commercials. Got to give a shout out to Reddick for being able to hold his own through those four freaking overtime laps, cautions. Um, I how he didn't I know he blew the turn off the first one, and kept the lead and drove away. And kept doing that and had to dodge people freaking trying to run through him. I just got to give a shout out to him for being able to do that and staying mentally strong to stay on top of his, stay in the lead. Secondly, since the laps are so long there and we just had a caution for the green-white checkered, why not just run one lap? Just one caution lap. Because they don't have a race steward to reduce the caution laps in iRacing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they did either. They're like you said, and then can we talk about the caution for dirt? I mean, we're really just going to skip over that one. There was dirt on the track. They called the, the caution. The, the drivers put there. Yeah, they cut the corner. Had dirt on the track. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. We got to stop. There's dirt on whoa. the track. Easy. We can't have this in stock car racing. Dirt. No way. Anyways, <laughs> so. I, just turned into a bash NASCAR session again, but um, <laughs> well, they I just don't think. Well, yeah, they do, but I just don't think Coda produces the racing that stock car. It, it, I think they just take it out. I don't think that you need to replace it with another road course. When I was growing up, the only two I really remember them going to was Sonoma and the Glen. That's all I remember. Those you know, tracks that, are good for stock cars. That's the thing. They like, are. Why are we going they to are. Coda? It's well, S's. Why are they going like, and partially, why are we going to S's? I have to say, like, could be, I'm. I'm Texas, Mr. Texas here. Like, we only have Texas Motor Speedway. There's nothing else. Texas is huge. Like, it was in NASCAR's best interest to run something in, in one of, you know, in one of the largest markets in the U.S. I mean, they see Formula One that draws hundreds of thousands of people, and there's not a bunch of race fans in Texas, really, like, for Formula One. 
and there's a bunch of NASCAR fans. And so, um, I mean, who doesn't love Dale? You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean. Praise hell, praise Dale. Amen, brother. And I I think they had to do something in Texas. So unless Texas Motor Speedway gets fixed or Texas gets another oval or they redo the one that's in East Texas or whatever, uh, like, I think we're going to have Coda. Maybe we run a different layout. I don't know. But I don't, even though I agree that it's not good racing, it's the, I don't want it to go because other than Texas Motor Speedway, the next closest is like, I don't know, Atlanta or somewhere ungodly from a marketing far. standpoint from a marketing standpoint i totally understand like i totally get what you're saying i don't i don't disagree that it's a like i get what they're doing it's i mean it's maybe chicago's a bit weird but i like kind of get the idea of it where they're like yeah let's hop on like the street course thing because everybody's on that wave right now because nascar's kinda, cool well yeah it's kind of like a gimmick thing too i mean like I don't know, maybe not gimmick, but just trying to hop on the wave. Like, they're doing street courses. But, like, why don't we go to something that's, like, already established? Like, it's kind of like the Coliseum, and I hate to go back to that because we had a really big episode on the Coliseum and how we all thought it was kind of cool but not really necessary. But I I just feel like that's one of those things. Like, we're going to go build a street track. We're going to go build a freaking Coliseum into a racetrack. Like, why not go put that into a track that's either already made or or one that we haven't ran to before like like when we went to road america like i thought the road america race when we went there was pretty good yeah like i don't know maybe i'm wrong i mean i know a lot of people don't like that place because it's 90s and straights and it's understandable but i i still think that's better than coda i mean i think I the know. Glen is great you know and sonoma oh, it, is great well get you could, it's good better than coda minus the carousel it's great if you don't do the carousel I, yeah. layout, i think it's great so I like I like Sonoma where you, they hop them curves, they can throw the cars around, right? Um, and the track can take it. It seems like the cars work well there. I like the undulations and different things. Um, and I don't know, Coda just, I mean, I've raced it in Xfinity on iRacing Sim. It's literally just throttle control. Like, that seems like all you're doing around there is just throttle control and don't turn too hard, don't turn too... you know little don't turn too much just keep it on the track there's i don't know i don't don't really know how they do it in real life because it's pretty sketch there um first blistering of tires we saw at this track too so i don't know if that'll come up later they had some chunking coming on Mm -hmm. well you want to know why i like coda or not coda sorry but you want to know why i like sonoma so much and obviously i'm a bit biased because sonoma is one of my favorite tracks it's technically my home track but i like that they can throw it over the bumps and stuff like especially in the shoot when we run the no carousel layout, like stock cars can handle huge bumps. It's great. Even like some of the crazy curbs, like uh, I'm trying to think of what is a good example of this. Like the only curbs that I can think of that are used on a lot of like F1 tracks are the ones that like I'm thinking of Spain's chicane in the final like yeah, corner. Big. Like NASCAR can take those kinds of curbs. Like we should be going to places where instead of worrying about tracking out and track limits because we're running high speed S's in a car that literally doesn't have downforce capable of doing it. Why would we not go to something that's similar to that? Or so you want NASCAR to go to Barcelona? No, I really don't. I don't <laughs> think that would be fun because there's a lot of long sweeping corners, but I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know. I like how Sonoma drives in it. it. It always produces good racing. I feel like when we go there, Glenn always produces good racing. Road America produced good racing. Um, I'm sure there's other places. We hell, we could probably even go to Road Atlanta. Yeah, like Road Atlanta would be awesome. 
like hell. I mean, I, I hate the place, but hell, you could go to Barber. <laughs> like, <honestly>. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Please, no, please. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. That's the first time I've ever heard Norman say no no to Barber. I know, right? But no, I don't. I don't actually want them to go there. But like, what is Mid Ohio? Like, there's so much better options. What is that new professional golf series? That's out there. Live, um, live, um, live live, L I V, whatever. Saudi Arabia. Live golf. Yeah, that's like telling Live Golf to go play Augusta. I'm gonna pretend to understand that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So on that point, kind of going back to what David said, so we think that they go to Coda because it's it's big NASCAR country. I mean, is that kind of what we were kind of consensus of what? Well, yeah. What I mean, you got to do because, like I said, so I'm from San Antonio area, and even if I'm from Austin, which is an hour and a half from San Antonio, just to give everyone perspective, like Dallas is four hours away from from San Antonio, or I mean, five even with traffic on 35, it sucks going through Waco and all that. And Austin, I mean, it's kind of like, like I said, I mean, it. Dallas is realistically from me, like five or six hour drive and you have to get two or three days hotel. So it's kind of a big deal. And I think that NASCAR sees also, that would make Coda other than Phoenix. And do they, somewhere in California maybe, but Coda's pretty close to Mexico, all things considered. I mean, San Antonio is like a two-hour drive, so Coda's like three and a half hours from Mexico. And so, I mean, you know, we got guys like Daniel Suarez, and even in IndyCar, we have, um, there's some there's some good Mexican drivers coming up. And so I think that they have interest in being in central southern Texas. I mean, you have to be, right? There's so many people. I mean, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, and Houston are all of the 10 largest cities in the U.S., and so, I mean, like, you have to do some races in Texas. You have to. Um, even if the racing's not that great. I mean, we saw the same thing with Formula One. Formula One drivers were crazy, were complaining like crazy about Coda, but there was nowhere else to go. I mean, you, and it's not just Texas. It's the whole U.S. in that sense. But it's such a great location. Austin's a really good accommodating town. It can handle a lot of people. Coda's in the middle of nowhere. If you've never been to Coda, I mean, it is in the middle of nowhere. You could park a million people at Coda and not disturb anybody. Um, yeah, there's literally the town, then like a little space, an airport, then some more space, then Coda. Yeah, there's nothing. It's the one. It's it's <laughs> it's one thirty toll road. It's like a new road they built from Seguin to Austin, and it is nothing, man. There's barbecue joints and nothing, an eighty five mile an hour speed limit, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like nice. Thanks, Texas. But anyway, point is, is I don't think I don't think you can go anywhere else. I think NASCAR has to go to Coda. Like, I think we'll see IndyCar come back. Um, there's big money in Coda. Like, there's big Texas money in Coda between Red McCombs and all of the now they're a Lexus um, sponsored circuit. Uh, they used to be an Audi sponsored circuit. They do all kinds of consumer driver stuff there. Like, Coda is going to be around, and I think. They're going to, if they don't get interest, they're going to pay their way in to get races there. Um, Cause they need to make, they need to make the rent, you know? Um, and I, Formula One has been cutting it lately, but you know, between Indy, MotoGP and NASCAR, it's a lot of money, man. There's a lot of people in Austin and San Antonio and Houston. There's a lot of people. Anyway, that was a, 
That's a really good segue into kind of my thought and my question, I guess. Um, so how does F1 do... A lot of their sponsorships come from the sponsors on the car, correct? NASCAR, a lot of the money comes from the sponsors on the car. Why is it that NASCAR leans on the TV commercials so much? When F1, you can watch an F1 tele, uh, you know, tele, you know, televised event, um, it seems like there's less commercials. They don't need that payment. Is there just that much F1 money coming in? other places uh, i mean i know them i know there's more money flying around f1 than nascar i'm not trying to say that i'm just saying maybe nascar getting it wrong with the way they're going at it maybe maybe they can take a page out of f1's book because maybe that's i'm just saying the, the reason for the commercials maybe is because of the fact that you know they i don't i don't know because they've got just as many sponsors on their car if not more than f1 yeah i don't know i would biggest sponsors I would have to speculate that it's part of their TV deal with Fox. Um, yeah. That there's some sort of, I don't know, because like it, the truth is, is that like if you want to see onboard footage of NASCAR, like it's kind of free. Like you can find it out there. Like Fox does it, and like you can kind of, you can get some inside stuff. But what we're burdened with is ads, and so. With Formula One, we have to pay ten bucks a month to get all that juiciness, and we True story. we and that also Formula One's heavily embedded with Sky Sports. Like they say, push the red button on your remote, and like I'm always like, I don't have a red button, you know, like yeah, um, it's because like ESPN's paying for that broadcast, and Mercedes, or it used to be Mother's Window Tent, but now it's Mercedes is paying the whole sponsorship bill for the commercials. I'm sure it's deep and involves a lot of pieces, but I agree, Levi. I think that programming, uh, anticipating cautions, and especially when we hear commentators and announcers kind of hoping that a caution comes so they can go to a commercial break or like, you know, the big ones coming or like whatever. Like there's a producer in the background like, hey guys, we have like, you know, four minutes, four minutes to commercial, like, <laughs> you know, and, um, I think hard break, right? Yeah. Having commercials programmed into your program and the way you do business is tough. And I get it. Mike joy. If you're listening, I get it. Like, I'm sorry, but, um, like we said last episode, I would happily take the formula one model over the current model. Like I love racing. And most NASCAR fans are pretty dang passionate people. I would say in some sense more passionate than American Formula One fans who for the most part just want to be included, right? Because it's this big national international sport that didn't really include us and now we're not included and now we're crazy about it. it sounds really American to me. Anyway, um, for NASCAR, why don't like I, I would pay the $9.99 a month for NASCAR Live or nascar tv or whatever to alleviate this problem i want to see the cars run the pace laps i want to see them come in and take their pit stop under caution i want to see all that i'm a race fan like i don't just want to watch yeah. green flag racing all the time and if anything sometimes formula one lacks that uh in their model like we've talked about before like formula one races can be pretty dang boring i hate to say it but like those pit stop moments when, when a caution comes out and like, Oh, so-and-so's pitting, like what's going to happen? You know, uh, that's, that's where my brain works in a race. 
And so watching, you know, a, a ointment commercial instead sucks. Yeah, and just the, the towards the end of that race, the, what they were doing with their camera shots was frustrating. Um, it's like they didn't know how to do a road course. <laughs> um, so Chastain, you know, was trying to refire his car, and we just stayed on his car. And for me, I'm watching, especially this race, because my boy Kimmy was back, right? Uh, Jordan Taylor's in there. You got Jensen Button in there. Those guys had pit early so that they could get their tires and, and try to do something towards the end of the race, and they'd gassed up instead of waiting until they were completely out. So when the restart fired, they were all up in the top 10, top 12, top, top 15 for the first time all, all race long. So I'm excited to watch Kimmy and see what he can do. They go through turn one, and we sat there and watched Ross Chastain try to refire his car. It's not exciting to me. The next thing you know, they're down the backstretch. Everybody's already, you know, changed positions. And, you know, I think Reddick had already made it back up to the front. It's like, how did that happen? Oh, wait, now the caution's out. We'll go back and show you the racing on replay. No, I should have been watching that first. You could have shown me Ross Chastain's car on replay. That just frustrated me. Yeah. But it's too many cameras, man. They're used to four corners. Yeah, Coda's got sure 20 right. corners, dude. That's like NASCAR. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of math, man. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, it's 2023, and poor AJ Allmendinger still couldn't hear his crew most of the race I for know. some reason. Love to see him win the Xfinity race. Um, I think he's going to win a cup race this year. Even if he can't hear his crew. Yeah, I hope so. The dinger. The dinger, baby. Good dude. Good dude. Um, I guess the last thing, NASCAR, before we move on, I, I, I did want to quickly discuss our opinion of uh, Choose Cone at Road Courses because I personally hated it. I had one more thing after that as well. Okay, yeah. but I thought it was fantastic because you saw it come into play at the end. Yeah, Kyle Bush, man, he figured it out. I think yes. if they keep using it from here on out, especially at Coda, if we go back, which I think they will, I think they've signed up, but they'll be back there and that will be come into play big time. Uh, it was way better to be the second car on the inside than to pick the outside. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, don't like it. Don't like it. I'm old. Um, yeah. I'm angry old man. I'm the gray haired dude. I'm like, oh, take the shoes, go away. You're in all this, this crap. I liked it because if you were in second place, you got to choose the the second most prime spot to be in. You don't have to get screwed over. I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, it gives you that. It gives you that choice, and it gives that guy on the outside. I guess if he wants to take the chance. Yeah. I think I talked about this in. Um one of our first couple episodes I mean, we I think we debated the choose cone after Daytona or something like that but uh I have been in a many many races in real life where I've always been in a position where they're like in a caution fest of a race and you just keep getting shafted on the outside lane like literally this one race was a caution fest and it's like eight or ten cautions or something like that and every damn one I was on the outside and I couldn't do anything the whole race. And I, and I mean, the same concept applies to the road course. There's a preferred line and a not preferred line. This, in this case, it just happens to be in and outside. Um, but I mean, I, I, I like it. I mean, I, I thought there was a place that I said I didn't like it. I don't want to contradict myself, but I'm starting to like it more. I think it's nice because you get to pick in order of whatever position you were in. 
So, you know, if you're third, you get the third best position, potentially. Like, you're the third best position to pick your, you know, future, your path, where you're going to go. If you're fourth and you want to try and gamble around the outside, you you can do it if the first three guys line up on the inside. So, I'm for it. I don't care. It doesn't do too too much. Like, it's nothing, like, that's bad about it. I think it was a good move. Why not? They had it back in the day or something crazier. Short tracks had it, so I know that's why yeah, guys but- wanted it. Isn't that part of racing, though, bro? It's not like, tradition, bro. Yeah, get rid of the stage race. Get rid of the cheese. Yeah, get rid of all this new age. No more. Golly. Let's just make them wear skirts. Just move on. <laughs> Man, bring back them <laughs> yeah. open face helmets. Hell helmets, yeah, bro. Yeah, with them goggles. <laughs> We're gonna be this open-minded. Who's cones no, and participation trophies? Some of this stuff, I think, is why. You've ran people away from NASCAR, I think. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't like it. It just, that was part of the, I remember when they were coming off pit road sometimes and guys didn't want to be on the outside. So they would actually, like TJ, you know, go back to Dale Jr. I watched a lot of his stuff. What would Dale, Dale do? Dale Jr. and TJ, yeah, he would, he would actually figure out, they'd figure out where he was at if he was midway down pit road and try to come out as an odd number so he'd be on the inside. Like, it was part of the game. Now, eh, you don't have to do that anymore, man. Don't worry about that. You're not like racing or anything. So you just pick where you want to be. Yeah, pick where you want to be. It doesn't matter where you roll the dice. You can pick where you want to be. This is the new world order. Yeah, you can ride the grass like Ross Chastain on pit exit Atlanta. Just like, screw the road. I don't need that. Get out in front of everyone. Choose cone. Now you're in second place or whatever. <laughs> Boop. Better be, better be, better be. <laughs> That easy, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. I don't know why everybody doesn't do this. Yeah, bro. Let's go back to single file restarts, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah okay. Hey, I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Point taken. Now, that, there has been some things, yes, that, I mean, has done better. I just don't like those. And I'm with all y'all. Stage racing is just, I think it's, it, they tried it, didn't work. Get rid of it. Um, Get rid of it. <laughs> well, it's just like the, the, Coda was exciting and it was getting ramped up because of why people were running out of fuel and you know fuel mileage and then they all got thrown out the window with a caution and you could have that same feeling of the fuel mileage and the long run and who's going to take tires and do you take tires no tires that used to be a thing before the stages it used to be a thing all through the race not just at the end I guess what I'm trying to say well that's why I don't understand like why can't we find a happy medium? Like I get it, you're never gonna please everybody. Obviously that's not yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. gonna happen ever. But if you want stages, man, keep them at the super speedways in the mile and a half. And and even hell, even the intermediates if you really want. If you want um green white checkers and you just wanna try and end the race under green, do one. Why do we need three? Or not even three. It's unlimited now. Like dude, I didn't know it was unlimited. We're junking cars. Literally, the, the amount of cars that got junked. In in every situation, there's been a green white checkered. Daytona, Talladega. All we do is junk cars three times instead of once. Yep. Um, you go. What about Mar- what about Martinsville or Bristol when you got exactly. eight cars left at the end? Of exactly. It? Exactly. Like, Even Coda it's though. It's like one in the morning, and they're still trying to finish the race. Look at Coda and Indy though. They're just throwing haymakers up the inside. Like they're just like man, just like at this point, screw it. And I don't blame them. Like why not? You got nothing to lose. Other than money, like seriously, like who cares? And when I mean money, I mean money they're going to make. I'm not talking about money as in the team's going to pay for it. Who cares? As a driver, man, throw that thing up the inside. What do you got to lose? Get it. You're going to gain points. You're going to gain money by where you finish. Like that's literally like why not? So I don't know. And I don't think that's right. I just, I don't know, man. It's, It's insane to me, but 
Yeah. I just I really green white checkers. I care more about that than than stages. I they have ruined so many races with green white checkers because we've been there an extra forty minutes. I can't even tell you. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, all three of the road racers that came. Well, I guess Connor Daly doesn't count because he's just been sucking at everything he does lately. Poor guy. Uh, <laughs> but like Jordan Taylor and Kimi Raikkonen and Jensen Button all were just like, yeah, that was that was trash. My thing is. With the the what they called the road course ringers who came in for those those races, you didn't see any of them up front. Like Kimmy got to like what fourth for a second on under pit cycle or whatever. I was gonna say that was pit cycle. That was not everybody knew. Well, I mean, I was watching. Yeah, I was watching and I was like, my wife's like, oh look, Kimmy's up there, and I was like, like caution, Ooh. caution. <laughs> I was like, until everybody pits, and sure enough, it happened. But he did get a chance. I think he was up in fifth on one of those restarts. Maybe even I think he was in ninth. I, anyway, well, I think I think he was in fifth on the first one. He just got bumped out. He made it to the timing not... tower. His name was on the timing tower in the part that doesn't scroll. <laughs> nice. That's what I always shot for when I was league racing. That's racing. All you yeah. care about, baby. <laughs> I could drive by. There's my number, you guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I wonder if he did the same. I doubt it. But uh, so, yeah, he, I mean, he was up there and he, you could tell he, I just don't think they get enough practice in those cars, uh, those guys that are the one offs. You know what I mean? No. Uh, to feel comfortable. He, I've watched him race and put some F1 cars in some weird positions. You could tell he's being real tentative. I don't think it, I, and like we've been talking about, I think they were thrown off by all the, the physicality. I don't think they thought, like, geez, dude, they are really getting after it. Yeah. But Antonio, did you want to? Uh, yeah, no, man. Suarez made a really dumb move at the end of the race when, um, so he was mad because he got punted by, so I think, is Harvick still in the four? He's still in the four, right? Yes. Uh -huh. yes okay, yeah, yeah. Harvick punted Bowman, which then punted him. And I think it sent him around or something or sent him into somebody who sent it around and made him lose a bunch of positions. So coming to, you know, they took the checker, race over, they come all the way back around, they're going into the pits. And you guys know Coda's pit lane. It's like just kind of a sharp left. Yep. I think mm. it's a sharp left, right, weird. Uh, anyways, you know what I'm getting at. So he was coming into the sharp left, and he just pretty much punted uh, Bowman right off. Or no, not Bowman. He punted, uh, who is it that I said first? Harvick, basically Harvick. right off of the, out of the lane. Like, he just punted him straight. And fine, nothing came out of it. And then they're coming into, like, where the cone is, to where this guy is standing, like, one of the officials is standing at the, at the, like, entrance to pit road, waving his hands, like, you know, telling everybody to slow down. And, you know, they're probably like 20 feet away from him. And then he punts him, or he hits him pretty hard in the back. You know, no big deal. Then they're like five to 10 feet away from the guy and he punts him again super hard. And it was just like, what are you doing, man? Like the official yeah. standing right there. Like, he, what if what he loses it and hits the guy? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was really stupid. And the fact that he hit Bowman harder, too, made no sense to me because Bowman was literally just along for the ride. But. I don't know, man. Suarez has been doing pretty good recently. He's in a good team. I just think he's doing... Just, there's no reason to be doing that. Like You're just going to give yourself a bad reputation when you're on the way up. Like It's just dumb. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a bonehead play. I don't know if you, guys could, if you guys saw it, but you should take a look at it if you haven't. Well, I saw that he was arguing with his teammate also. I don't know what happened there. Um, never really... I mean, I probably could look it up. I didn't, I didn't get the story on it, but I noticed he was arguing. 
Um, my wife was watching and she was not happy with the way Bowman and uh, Byron kind of, you know, looked like they kind of nudged each other out, um, you know, lost some positions for the 24. But anyways, it's just, <laughs> I think at that point, you're not looking at who's you're thrashing <laughs> or who you're putting into the turn wood. You just try to get your car through. I don't, um, I don't think anybody was looking at who's next to him at that point. Just thought it was unnecessary. Like I'm, I'm not. You know, we're all, we're all heat of the moment. We've done some dumb stuff. I mean, even in real life, I've done dumb stuff in heat of the moment. And afterwards, been like, yeah, sorry, I did something dumb. But that was pretty. <laughs> Me like, never. That was yeah. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty dumb with some guy standing there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Coming into the pit lane too. Like there's probably crews and stuff. It's just I don't know. Not a good look. Yeah, not a good look. I'm sorry. I'm also one of those guys. Get out of your car. Take off your helmet and go talk to the guy face to face. Yeah, stop you, using the cars. You're literally thirty seconds away from being parked and get out of the car. Yeah, just go talk to him, man. There's no reason to use your damn car. Like he's like Antonio says, perfect point. There's guys out there that are walking around, not just them, but uh, crew. You know, members come out after the race onto pit road. Um, just all kinds of stuff. Just get out of the car, go talk to him. If you're such a badass and you think you can go thrash somebody. Well, do yeah, it. Go, yeah, that's a NASCAR way. Just do it. Don't stay in your car, Poon baby. <laughs> Tell him, bro. I'm t- anyways, moving overall. On. Yeah, Mo, I want to see Gordon at the bottom of the pile, bro. Come on, yeah. hammered on by the whole crew. He's got his right. lip <laughs> well, NASCAR be NASCAR. Coda was interesting, awesome. Um, where are we going next? Richmond. Uh, oh man. Richmond, Virginia, for 400 laps. Short track racing. 300 miles at Richmond Motor, Motor the Raceway there. Hey, trucks are at Texas, though. Yeah, trucks trucks and yep, IndyCar yep. at Texas this weekend. And uh, I'm excited to see IndyCar. Trucks is going to be trucks. Hey, Norman, is Toy- Toyota Owners 400 is what the Richmond race is. Oh, I'm, I'm a, sponsoring a race. I'm a Toyota. There you owner. go. <laughs> there, yeah, he's a Toyota owner also. I was. Well, then you're kind of a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. You used to no, be a sponsor. I used to be a sponsor. And I made my money back in the flip sold this race. Of well, I'm, in, I'm excited to do post race IndyCar and trucks at Texas. So we'll save it for next episode because I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about. Who, oh, you yeah. think, who do you think wins Texas and Indy? Hmm. I want to see Pato Award win, man. Really bad. But who do you think's gonna win? <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Uh, at Texas, uh, I'll put my bet on Mister Simon Bejin, though. Okay. Interesting pick. Pato's going to be in there, though. I don't know. Pagano always surprises me, man. I can never bet against him, and I've learned that the, t- the couple times that I've literally bet against him, he's taken my money. So, so you're going to put your money on him this time? I'm going to put my mouth where my money is and ah. not bet anything. <laughs> <laughs> and just talk some trash on a podcast and say, I think Simon is going to win. Yeah, that don't cost I've always nothing. liked the Texas race for IndyCar. Yeah, I think it's a good race, honestly. I think it's a scary race, but I think it's a dangerous race, but I think it's always been fun to watch. I really wanted to make this one, but Easter be Easter. 
So family and stuff this Swerve. weekend. Isn't Easter next weekend? Yeah, I know, but I got a big family and you got to, one day's not enough. You got to start early. <laughs> yeah, one day's not <laughs> Never enough. Never too early to start Easter. That's right. But we can't wear oh, white. Oh, yeah, Easter, I'm racing Easter weekend. I forgot about that. Holy cow. Yeah. Jesus. Got got a Formula One Australia Grand Prix coming up also. Coming up. Also, what I'm excited to do post-race for more than anything, but Levi. I can do the post-race right now. Red Bull dominates 1-2, <laughs> Alonzo in third. Ferrari debacle wasn't even there. Signs Mercedes, Mercedes the, 20 kilometers off the pace. Um, it, There has been some talk, and the only thing I really have that has F1 is there has been some little bit of little bit of whispers going on that Stroll may have to set out due to his injury that it's hurting worse than he thought. Felipe Drogovic. Um, no, actually, Vettel's been tossed around. Dang it. Well, I love Vettel. Alonzo but... Vettel as a driver lineup would be crazy. That will never happen. There's insane. no way he's going to come back. I don't think so. I don't think there's so. There's no way. I don't know. It's all rumors. No, there's it's no way, rumors. man. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Uh, McLaren says that Red Bull got their car right. The new hops. Uh, no ish. Right? Like, <laughs> really? Um, no, but I mean, I don't know when it's going to come out. Mercedes is supposed to be putting side pods on their car for once. Oh, who knows when it's going to happen? How you? How unique? Yeah, I know. They're just everybody's just. How many pictures of Red Bull cars have been sifted through through all the other teams at this point? It's gonna. It's just mind blowing how much they're probably looking at pictures of that car. Yeah, they got the RB eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one all gonna be on the track next year. <laughs> yeah, right. I saw a video today on the Red Bull DRS and about how everyone's talking about how much is dominating. But I actually, in watching the video, they actually proved it's not that big of a domination. Um, I think Hulkenberg had the second fastest pace through the speed trap at Saudi Arabia. So he was only like a kilometer off um, Max's Max's fastest speed. Clocked on the track. So it's just Mercedes is way off their pace. Oh, yeah. They were way down. Well, and I think this car, for some reason, the way it's built, it's the whole. It's a car as a whole, right? So Red Bull didn't do anything special to their wing, but it's done special enough with the rear uh, barge board and the way they built it com- compared to everybody else's compared to their wing. I think it's just a a grouping of things that they've done to that car, and they just got the sweet spot. Right now. Their wing over there coming off their DRS is more rounded than everyone's, I think. And it doesn't create a bad vortice right there like the Mercedes will do. And just to verify, last weekend, I think Antonio was saying this too, that we were talking about there's about a 20 mile an hour difference or whatever between a car. It was Mercedes with no DRS and Red Bull with DRS open. That was the difference, but... And it is kilometers. Open, Red Bull still it is not doing. miles an hour. It's kilometers an hour. Oh, yeah. KPH. Sorry for all the <laughs> non-freedom unit riders. Yeah. So, but, I don't anyways, need- yeah. Besides that, uh, nothing real big going to happen. I think we know how this one's going to end up, but hopefully we'll get closer. Hopefully uh, Ferrari can get we closer. we should do it. That's what I'm hoping for. Quickly. Because- real fast, 20 kilometers an hour is 12 and a half miles per hour, which is still a pretty big difference. Yeah, enough. 
obviously. I mean, when you've blown by a guy on the highway at a 100 versus 120K, it's a pretty big difference. Oh, yeah. 70 to 80 miles per hour is a big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like three lanes. That's like left lane versus the right lane. In it, Benender win it for Formula One Australia. I'll go first. I think Mr. Piastri is going to bend it. Oops, I said it. First home Grand Prix. Fast enough? New Haas. I mean, that's what we're going to call McLaren, right? The new Haas. Poor guys. Ouch. I don't think Haas can be replaced just yet. They're still in the series. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I don't think, I think I, I did, was impressed with Piastri last race, but I don't think we're going to see him perform. Um, unfortunately for him, womp womp in it. Um, and how can I not say Fernando Alonso? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and take that one from everyone in it. Fernando Alonso. This guy's a hero. Uh, and his post on Instagram was priceless. The whole like Ola post. I thought that was a meme, but that was real. <laughs> he sent that to George <laughs> Russell, which is hilarious. Um, and then win it. Oh gosh. I mean, I, of course Max, but at what point are we going to see Max overstep his confidence? Well, he didn't win last I know. week. Exactly. And it was a, it was a, a problem on the car, of course, but still whatever. Um, well, it was the penalty or whatever. Anyway, um, I guess win it. I don't know, Max Verstappen. There you oh. go. Damn, that was creative. <laughs> well, I can't say anything else, we've, man. We're jumping out. My there. brain won't let me. We should just make like the. We should just choose third instead of win it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who's, yeah. Who's not gonna get first or second? <laughs> So for mine, the Bennett would have to be K Mag this this week. I think uh, he's not looking too well. I don't know uh, compared. I know. Sorry. Uh, mm. I think he's gonna. I think he's feeling the pressure from Hulk. He thought he was the guy, and now he's not the guy, and he's a little bit older, and he's worried. No, pal. I think hey, he's, he's got write. the one point for Haas this year. Eh, eh. We'll see. So um, in it, Leclerc. I'm gonna give it to him. I'm hoping Ferrari can just show something. I'm hoping they can do something. Um, I think they're right there. They just got to get their ish together as usual. Um, and win it. I'm going with Checo again, man. I'm throwing it out there. Ooh. Checo. <laughs> Let's go. Checo. That's my three. I'll go. Um, <laughs> don't be so excited <laughs> about it. Well, I didn't want to go last. So I was like trying to jump in before Antonio. I was going to say to Bennett, Yuki. I just just don't That's feel like pick. he's going to have it this year, and he hasn't had a debacle just yet. So uh, I think it's this weekend is his first debacle. In it? Ooh. I think... Signs is going to be in it. And when I mean in it, he's going to be battling Alonzo for third. And then I'm going to have to go with Max to win it. You know, I think Sergio can give him a run for his money, but as long as Max can start fourth or above, you can't count him out. 
Okay, I guess that leaves me last but not least. Uh, so for Bennett this week, uh, I am going to pick one of the Ferrari boys. I'm going with Signs. I think it's he's due for something to happen. It's just the Ferrari meta nowadays. Um, which means in turn, I think the power shift is going to happen and Leclerc, not necessarily, I'm just using that as an example, but I think Leclerc is going to be in it this week. I think he's going to be the replacement of who we're going to see taking that fourth spot if Science has an issue, whether it be mechanical or just something happening. Um, he's due. And uh, win it, I'm going to go with something crazy. I'm going to take a gamble. Not really a gamble because I'm not losing anything, but I'm going to say something out there. I think Alonso's going to win because there's going to be some tension between Perez and Verstappen, and they're going to run each other super hard because we saw how bad Max won at that point. He'd run his teammate oh, yeah. off the road. Yeah, he would. We've seen it. There's, there's a chance. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a stretch, but there's always the possibility. And, uh, I, I mean, if something like that does happen, I mean, you really can't count Alonso out. If, if something happened to the two Red Bulls, he's there. He'll clean. He'll clean up the mess, so. Oh, yeah. So, I'm I with that. That's my, that's my take. I got a question. With how Max and Perez are racing, if Mercedes and Aston Martin can get a little bit closer, but still not be there, but push those two to have to race each other, do you think that it could actually lose Red Bull the championship? Or do you think Red I Bull don't... is smart enough to like tell their guys, hey, we've got to rein this in? I'm pretty sure at that point, Red Bull, if it really gets that bad, Red Bull will say, Checo, yeah, you take a side seat, Ricardo, jump in there, um, follow Max around. <laughs> I don't think Helmet Marco so takes no ish from anyone, man. Max Verstappen included. No. We, let's see. But do you really think did, um, Ricardo's going to back down? If he has a car that can can beat Max, you think he's not going to go after him again? Oh, hell yeah. No, at this point in his career and where Max is in his career and where Ricardo came from, you know, as a whole, he, he would probably take very, very uh, well to team orders. He would come in second. I think... It, he would do more podiums. I think that's kind of what they're thinking when they kind of the whole supposedly behind closed doors. They've kind of you know told Checo that you know, he's not the only one that Ricardo can take his place now. This and that. Um, hey, when's he in contract till Perez? I think he's got think one this more is year. His last year. Hold on, let's find out. So this is it. Do we think he's going to get renewed? Here. Genuine question. I hope not, and just just for my boy Ricardo. You know what I mean? I hate to be that way and cold blooded, but um, do we think yeah, they're going to take Ricardo though? I I honestly don't think they will. I think I gotta keep I think the faith, a, brother. I think it was a complete publicity stunt. I think I think Ricardo was brought in for publicity. He's got one I more year. I think Perez is going to get walked out the door. He's got one after. more year. I think Perez leaves on his own. He'll be with the team until twenty twenty four. Is that this year then? Technically, no. Yeah, no, he no. would he would leave the team. At the beginning oh. of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I, I think he's I think he's gonna either walk out the door or be walked out the door. Not necessarily because of anything bad. I think they're just ready to move on. And I'd like to, I, I would like to think they'd pull someone up from the Red Bull Driver Academy. They have some talent, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good right, drivers. Liam Lawson is shut my your favorite mouth. personally. 
think that dude. I, I both of y'all should say that nails. too, which is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Screw, screw that, Ricardo. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. We just need to get him in NASCAR and call it a day. Screw it. You Seriously. don't need no F one uh, seat no more. Let's be honest. Come on now. His, yeah, his he, days are he done. Could be, he could. He could be as good as Kimmy in NASCAR. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Okay. All you got to do is finish like twentieth, and you beat Kimmy. Yeah, I know, dude. Don't, no, he's know. he's got some bad luck though. Let's be fair. Like <laughs> at the Glen, he was doing awesome last year. Yeah. And then Coda, I I be honest, I wasn't really paying attention to him. But anyways, yeah, yeah. What? Coda came and went. Yep. Happy to have it. It's, it's a done deal. It's in the books. So we had another NASCAR heavy episode, which was That's awesome. Okay. Happy for yep. me. Hey, and yeah. me. hey, Antonio. Why was Harry what? Potter surprised when Ferrari won the F1 race? Because he expectoed Patronus. Oh my god. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say because he believes in magic and then something magical just happened, but I'll, I'll take that too. <laughs> oh my god. Zero points awarded. Yeah, but again we've got a weekend full of racing. Team Goon Squad Endurance Series is back up in action. They will be broadcast on YouTube. Uh, Three-hour race start on Saturday. Where are you at? Or we Yokoyama. at? Yokoyama. Okayama. Yeah. Hey, check they, out League Zero on Thursday, too. We're at Virginia. Ooh, that's that's going to be an interesting yeah. one with Formula 3 cars like VIR. I need to I know Dave's done zero laps so far. Zero laps. Hey, I was, now he's going to be releasing the podcast all freaking out. This guy's done for. Good. Right. We're going to win the championship. Solidified. Beating Dave.